0: Welcome back to Famous Last Words, an OBC podcast. My name is Andrew Alden.
1: And I am Teresa Alden.
0: And we are married. And we watch horror movies, or at least we are this month. Um, we are going to delve into a genre that has been, just the whole name of it is too scary for me to even get into, uh, usually up until we decide to do this. And that is the J-horror, Japanese horror genre. We are, <laughs> this is going to sound like a pitch, you've heard of The Ring. But have you heard of Ringu? You've heard of The Grudge, but have you heard of Japanese The Grudge? Um and so we started our you know I've been I'm a we are collectors of physical media and so something I've always been interested in we don't own any but Arrow media home like Arrow is kind of like Criterion but in the UK and they and and they release movies. One thing that had a crazy cover when I was just looking them up is this movie Dark Water. And Dark Water is a 2002 movie by Hideo Nakata, the Japanese director uh, that did do the original Ringu and Ringu Two, um, and Dark Water. The movie that we watched is about a mother and her six-year-old daughter move into a creepy apartment complex, and it has nonstop water damage and water, and water is just a, is a thing that's going on, and creepy stuff ensues. Um,
1: yeah. So if you don't like water based horror, do not watch this, this is, movie.
0: Yeah, this is water based horror. Of the ho- it makes Jaws kind of look like Balto, like <laughs> you know it's it's uh, or Finding Nemo. Uh this movie was was a was a rough one for me. I uh, I, I struggled.
1: Yeah, as you will learn as we go through um the thirty one days of horror that we're doing, I I probably like horror movies a little bit more than Andrew, and. Uh, Because I like being scared, and I think Andrew is more like a normal human who is scared of being scared.
0: (laughs) It's true. I am scared of being scared.
1: (laughs) And so I like like this movie a lot because it just terrified me. And Andrew's right. Like, Japanese horror films just have a way of building the tension and then showing you something absolutely creepy and grotesque and horrifying.
0: Yeah. This movie... Thinking about it now, so it's been a, it's been a little it's been like a week since we watched it. A couple weeks since we watched it. There's never an overtly grotesque moment in this movie that I can remember. However, there are like mildly grotesque things that leave things leave your imagination to like be ignited on fire.
1: I mean, right? the ghost, the girl, the little girl ghost is grotesque looking when they do finally show her in the end. Oh, that's true. In that's the true. elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah,
0: spoilers. Yeah, we're going to spoil the, the shit out of these movies.
1: Yeah. I'll, I'll try not to like give everything away, but mm-hmm. y- you know, like, when you do get to see the ghost in its full form, it's just horrifying. And I think what also makes it so terrifying is that they throughout the entire movie, they um, build up like what the ghost is and you just see shadows of her at first you sh- see her on like a security camera in walking by a doorway and then they like get more and more bold and you see like her underneath like a, a desk and yeah you know and, and then flashbacks to like her her possible death and and then finally you know it's just the climax of the movie happens and just things, the tension never breaks. And then it just like hits you with like her and her grotesque form.
0: Yeah. This, this movie, um, it does for, for us having made a horror movie or made a horror ish movie um, that does have some water elements to our movie, not to spoil or get into any part of our movie. um, This movie does such a good job of, taking you into this idea of if you've ever rented a place, if you've ever been in someone's home or you've ever owned a home that's had water damage or had water, you know, coming inside where it's not supposed to, whether it's a leaky pipe or like ice dam or whatever. um, It is terrifying to that water when water is not where it's supposed to be. And from basically the get go of this movie, there is water in the bedroom of this uh, one of this two bedroom apartment that they're staying in. And it is unrelenting. And it it, it it feels, that definitely plays into it. Right, You see this water stain on the ceiling and you're, and you're, it's anxiety inducing because you know that that means there's something wrong. There's something, it's not completely hospitable. It, there's a, yeah, and the whole movie is just, you can feel the humidity like dripping off of every fan of the movie. And it does such a good job of building your fear around essentially stains and, and, doorways left open and security camera footage and and just it's a very drippy movie
1: yeah yeah i agree and um the other thing i like about this movie is the character development of the the mother who is a main character who's living in this she moves into the new apartment with her her young child and you know it's haunted and that's sort of the movie um But the mother is portrayed from the start as recently divorced, um, which I think in Japanese culture is much more taboo than in American culture. And, you know, there's a question of her sanity and the fact that she had a previous mental breakdown and that they're using that against her as a mother, which is like. Is a huge theme in this movie that she is an unfit parent and it's not actually true i think she's like mm-hmm. perfectly fine she probably had like a stress breakdown mm-hmm. and throughout the whole movie another horror is that they're using that to try to take her child away from her and so it's mirrored with the ghost also threatening her child and so like the two come at a head in the climax mm-hmm. and that's what like makes it so powerful because it's the ghost is like a, also a metaphor for you know like
0: being an unfit mother i think
1: yeah yeah, and having your child taken away from you, even though right. you're actually just trying to protect her,
0: and and she definitely does a good job. The the woman that plays the mother, um, it's a really interesting portrayal because it's you know, if you think of other movies with single mother characters, other horror movies, think about if thinking about the the American Ring movie, Naomi Watts kind of has her shit together throughout the entire movie. Like she she uns- she solves the puzzle, but she's also like she she always seems like she seems in control and she's, she's strong. And like this movie, she's trying to find the inner strength. And that's part of the whole dynamic of the movie is her trying to find an inner strength in her. And she really struggles in this movie. And then dark water, mm-hmm. um, the, the mother character really, really struggles um, to hold back this divorce and try to remain, retain custody and also try to find a job as a single woman in a single mother and deal with the school. And I think uh, it is. Um, it's kind of that. If it had didn't have the horror elements, it would be a great drama, just built around this character that's trying to make it happen mm-hmm. for her daughter, and that's why she kind of gets backed into this apartment building that's not necessarily the best. Because at the beginning, they're like, "You need to find a place for their child. You don't have a home yet." You're, you know, and then she's like, "Well, I'll find one." And she, so she takes the first place she can kind of get, and it's this drippy apartment building. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and and most of the men in the movie are incredibly unhelpful and like I think overly portrayed as either selfish, um manipulative or lazy. Mm-hmm. Which I think is really interesting. So it's like very much about rooting for the mother and her child, and like or
0: kind of draconian too. The uh, the teacher, the school teacher, is like overly draconian.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you get one character late in the movie, um, who I think is a lawyer. They don't.
0: Yeah, he's he's, he's a yeah, lawyer. He's got to be a
1: lawyer. And he really helps her, and it's interesting because it's like a part of the movie where they do give you a relief right before the climax, and you really think like. Oh she might get out of like this in terms of like the scariness because you know he, she has someone helping her and maybe her like he's going to help not have the child be taken away from her um but that you know that that's like the relief right before the like the chaos and it's an, i I'm happy with it had kind of a strange ending but like the right before the ending um mm-hmm. before they kind of flash forward I think that it was a really good Ending. And the
0: imagery is is kind of astounding to and uh, not, not to like spoil anything, but there's that elevator sequence near the end of the movie, and that whole thing from the beginning to even the payoff of that before it flashes for flashes to whatever present day or flashes ten years later, um, is all very powerful and very interesting to me, um, mm-hmm. and it's really beautiful images. Um, I think there's a thing in talking about the ending without actually. Spoiling anything, this ending is in a way very similar to the ending in Houseu, the 1977 movie, and moreover, Perfect Blue, the animated, the animated uh movie from Satoshi Kon. And I think it's just that that it's I think for us uh there's a those movies have similar threads of resolution in each one of them that that. Again, it's it's about these characters, and I don't mean to sound um, didactic or 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 speaking out of my ass or or whatever about this. But I think in these in the horror Japanese horror I've seen, whether animated or live action, the resolution of the movie is not as cheery and deals with a lot of self sacrifice for the greater good than than uh you know american horror American horror movies always deal with and then the family prevailed or then this happened or they they got r- rid of the evil forever or until the sequel or you know I mean so mm-hmm. I think if okay. you if if you if you don't want the movie spoiled, you should just shut off now but i but when okay well if you went you're gone at the end of this movie the mother kind of has sacrificed herself right mm-hmm So that her daughter can like live on for the greater good. Her daughter can go, Mm -hmm. go away and and live with the father who has more money, maybe. But she is going to sacrifice herself for this other child to kind of be the surrogate mother to this other very creepy child.
1: Yeah. And I think that's also where the metaphor plays in of like. The mother, unfortunately, has to let go and let her daughter go be with the father who is just like making their lives miserable because he wants control and power and you know I don't know if it's like the right decision in the end but I think that's something that a lot of mothers are faced with it's like I can give my child a terrible life and hopefully make her happy just by being with me or I can hopefully give my child more opportunity that unfortunately like money and status takes with it and so I think Part of the metaphor is she, like, lets her child have more than maybe she had.
0: Right. And there's definitely a past that she has, like, she can speak to spirits. or, or, And that's the interesting thing, too, about all the horror movies we've been watching is we intrinsically, whenever we see a movie, we say this is reality. Even if it's set in space or set in – we accept the reality that the movie gives us. But oftentimes in horror movies, especially ghost stories, um, they seem to me to be a pastiche of like reality, right? You know, like it's a better example. Californication, right, is a is a TV show about a super duper, super famous writer that everyone seems to know or know of. And he's very famous for being a novelist in a way that just doesn't kind of happen in the adult fiction way in America. That's, you know, so what we accept that reality And so a thing that kind of slipped under the surface in Darkwater is that we come to accept that she maybe communicates with the dead. And it's just part of the reality of the movie. We're like, yes, this is realistic. This fits inside the movie. Because it's like Mm -hmm. subtly slipped in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely worth watching horror movies um, in different languages from different cultures there's just a completely different style and storytelling mm. and aesthetic and i think it's really interesting and and oftentimes you know americans remake a lot of these films this was remade too, i think also called dark water um with jennifer connelly yeah which we haven't seen but i can just imagine <laughs> they, they take some things and twist them around
0: you get a sense from the trailer of kind of where it's gonna go mm-hmm. and what it's setting up so
1: They just Americanized it heavily, Mm -hmm. I think. Same thing with the ring, which I think actually the ring, the American ring is fairly, it was fairly successful. It wasn't, it was Americanized still though. Yeah. But it had, it had its own quality to it.
0: Yeah. I I have no problem with, and we own the American ring and Mm -hmm. I think that it's, uh, there's something to the the ring that is hard to put. I mean, maybe we'll talk about that in the future, but, um, there's something to the, the American ring too, uh the the American ring also uh and uh that is very interesting to me Mm -hmm. um so yeah so that's been our talk about dark water from 2002 from Hideo Nakata uh thanks so much for listening and if you like this please like and rate us on wherever you get your podcasts and uh follow us obscure broadcasting company wherever you get your social media thank you so much